Sunday at 7 o'clock and time for the Scots Wehe Show.
And that was Harmony Springs by Snow Goose from the 2012 album of the same name. And what a beautiful album it is. It's well worth your attention. Hello and welcome to the Scots We Hay Show with me, Ali Braidwood. On this week's show, the artist of the week is Malcolm McWatt, who I'll be talking to as well as playing tracks from the album Dark Harvest. The featured album is Heisk's Headstrong and I'll play a couple of tracks from it. There is Ali's Comfort Break and the usual book, TV, podcast and gig recommendations for you to consider. And between all of that, you'll get the very best Scottish music, both old and new. And we're going to kick the show off with three in a row in the shape of new releases, starting with Hydroponics. And this is the tree that looks like Dave.
be a modern religion. I be a modern religion.
indefinite Thank you. First of all, you heard Hydroponics and the Tree That Looks Like Dave, which is taken from the excellent album 101, Don't Overwater, and I'll be playing more from it in future weeks. It's a fantastic album. And then you heard Conscious Pilot, which, when I say it out loud, is a brilliant name. It was called Modern Religion, and it's taken from the debut EP, which is going to be released on the 8th of March via Devil Duck Records. Looking forward to hearing more from that. And Conscious Pilot are going to be doing an in-store performance at some great reward record store on the 9th of March, where you'll be able to buy physical copies of the EP. And as some great reward is my local record store, I'm going to try my damnedest to get along to that. And just there, you heard the brilliant Evie Waddle, and apologies for my pronunciation, Fez Nefoish, which I believe translates as no or rest. That's taken from the EP Kluch, but about that track, Evie says it's a self-penned Gaelic song written as an exploration of my personal experience of sound in collaboration with sound engineer Keir Long. It's a fascinating EP. I really do urge you to check it out. And there's videos as well to go alongside it. 
If you go to evwaddle.co.uk, you can find all about it and you'll get all the links to everything you need. Now, musical legends, the Blow Monkeys are back. They've got a new single and there's going to be an album to follow, which I'll tell you about in a moment. But this is the Blow Monkeys and Stranger to Me Now.
it wouldn't be the Blow Monkeys without some excellent sax on the record. That is Stranger To Me Now. It's the new single ahead of an album called Together Alone, which is coming out in May with Last Night From Glasgow. Now we move on to our book recommendation for this week, and it's Andrew McMillan's Pity, which is published by Canongate. Here's a bit from the inside of the book to tell you what's going on. The town was once a hub of industry, a place where men toiled underground in darkness, picking and shoveling in the dust and the slick. It was dangerous and back-breaking work, but it meant something. Once the town provided, it was important, it had purpose, but what is it now? Brothers Alex and Brian have spent their whole life in the town where their father lived and his father too. Now in his middle age and still reeling from the collapse of his personal life, Alex must reckon with a part of his identity he has long tried to conceal. His only child, Simon, has no memories of the mines. Now in his twenties and working in a call centre, Simon derives passion from his side hustle in sex work and his weekly drag gigs. Set across three generations of a South Yorkshire mining family, Andrew McMillan's magnificent debut novel is a lament for a lost way of life as well as a celebration of resilience and the possibility for change. And I've written a review of Andrew McMillan's Pity for the current Skinny magazine, which is out and about at the moment. Here's a little bit from it. Every so often you can tell from the first page you're about to read something special. The opening chapter of Andrew McMillan's debut novel, Pity, reads like one of the very best short stories, capturing in one brief but formative encounter the relationship between brothers Alex and Brian with an honesty and elegance which is rare. This prepares readers as to what will follow. Set across three generations of men from the same South Yorkshire family, Pity examines complex issues of masculinity and identity as well as what makes, and can almost break, a community. In this case, the community is one once defined by mining and now by its absence. There are chapters depicting the harsh realities of working down pits and they seem centuries away from Alex's son Simon's life of CCTV, camera phones and only fans rather than in the living memory of many. But it's love which runs through pity for both people and place. Andrew McMillan has written a novel which is artful, personal and at times simply beautiful. And that's me talking about Pity by Andrew McMillan, which is out now, published by Canongate. And that review, as I say, is in the current issue of The Skinny, which you can pick up when you are out and about. We return to the new music next, and this is Alex Oldsmith and As the Crow Flies. Whisper for your 
Yeah. 
First of those two new releases was Alex Aldsmith and As the Crow Flies. And Alex says, In this song, I allowed myself to simply let the music and lyrics emerge without filtering myself. The song has echoes of songs I wrote in my youth. Its simplicity and straightforward nature is what made me choose to release it. And just there, you heard the latest from Chloe, which is called Honey. And Chloe worked on that track with production duo Bad Sounds who are Chris Preston and Ewan Merritt and I'm hoping we'll get even more from Chloe very soon. Now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break, that time in every show where I play you a track longer than those usually played on the radio and this is a rather lovely piece of music. It's the full 6 minutes and 42 seconds of Peace Peace by Sean Shibe and Bill Evans.
Yeah, I just love that. That was Peace, Peace by Sean Shebe and Bill Evans. And it's from Sean's acclaimed and rightly acclaimed album, Lost and Found, which came out in 2022. And if you enjoyed that, you will love the album. And that was Ali's Comfort Break for this week. Another new release next. This is Quad 90 and it's Anodyne.
Well, first you heard Anodyne by Quad90, and Quad90 are in the process of creating their debut album, which is set for release in 2025, and that's one to really look forward to. That's a great track. And just there, you heard Jason Riddle and Wendy, please. And I was at a cracking night at the Glad Cafe in Glasgow, which was headlined by Elephant in Red. They were a band I've wanted to see live for ages, and they did not disappoint. But one of the support acts was Jason Riddle, who I haven't played in ages, so I thought I would do just that, which is why you held Wendy, please. Jason is such a good singer-songwriter, I hope. Jason, if you're listening, that there might be some new stuff pretty soon. Let me know if there is. And now it's time for our TV recommendation for this week. And it is Dougray Scott bringing football home. You know you're a big star when, as a presenter, your name comes first on a show. Here's a bit more about it. Dougray Scott delves into Scotland's pivotal role in creating modern football. He examines how Scotland laid the groundwork for the modern style of football and uncovers the story of the early pioneers who created passing and running as a game-changing strategy that would see Scotland dominate football, at least for a while. The documentary also brings to the fore those iconic Scottish players and influential figures who were instrumental in shaping football's modern framework. From the pioneering tactics of influential clubs such as Queen's Park to the inspirational leadership of players like Andrew Watson, Scotland's first black international footballer who captained the Scotland squad in 1881. Also exploring the evolution of women's football, Dougray meets former international footballer Rose Riley, the interview takes place in the pub named after her, who fought unsuccessfully to play for Scotland in the 1970s. She then moved to Italy, where she joined their national squad and led them to dramatic victory in the Women's World Cup. Throughout this journey, Dougray meets historians, pundits and players to reveal the incredible impact Scotland has made on the game. And I thought this might be a bit dry, but it's actually a really interesting show. Lots of stuff I didn't know, some stuff I did, but it's not just about the footage. They really go in deeper than that. I just want to say that it was directed by Liam McArdle, who so, so sadly passed away recently, and the programme is dedicated to him. Liam, who was also a musician, is someone I met many times over the years. A lovely man. He'll be sadly missed by all who know him. And that's our TV recommendation for this week. You're listening to the Scott Swahe Show with me, Ali Braidwood, and now it's time for our featured album. And this week it's Heisk, and the album is Headstrong. From it, this is Peach Beach. <laughs> Thank you. 
And that was Heisk and Peach Beach, which is taken from our featured album for this week, Headstrong. I'll play another track from it later on in the show. Now, one of the best bands around are Shambolics. They've got a new album out, a corking new album, and it's called Dream Schemes and Young Teams. And this is the title track. That was Shambolics and Dreams, Schemes and Young Teams, taken from the album of the same name, and it's shaping up to be one of the albums of the year. Now we move on to our Artist of the Week, and this week it is Malcolm McWatt. In a moment I'll be talking to Malcolm after you've heard a track from the album Dark Harvest. This is The Church and the Crown.
The church and the crown, the church and the crown, with scepter and scripture, they keep a man down. They tether my soul with God, fear and gibbet. They tell me to keep my poor. just heard The Church and the Crown by Malcolm McWatt from the album Dark Harvest and I'm delighted to be joined by Malcolm now. Hello Malcolm. How you doing Alistair? I'm really well thanks, I'm really well. So what can you tell us about Dark Harvest and the songs on it? 
Uh, I think uh, I think what I've, I've probably sort of said and is that I never, I definitely never really set out to write something quite as quite as dark, quite as grim. But I just think um, the songs ended up taking that tone just because of I think just the just the state of the world we're currently living in. You know, I, I couldn't but help but be influenced by by what's happening. But I mean, mainly it's. It's wee Scottish stories that you might not necessarily kind of have, you know, have been taught in school or you know, or sort of read and you know, read in that many books. It's uh, it's just little things, we little injustices and things that I just thought I just like to talk about, you know. And uh, that's, I mean, I think Dark Harvest is a great title for the album as a whole. That kind of idea that these songs have got that. How. You're saying that they're, they're the kind of Scottish stories. Are they your stories? Are they other people's? A mix of both? Uh, I mean, in this, I think in the sense, I mean, there's only, they're more just, uh, it's just little, maybe just little bits of historical information that I sort of pick up. I mean, I'm, I think living in London, I'm more, I'm more, um, interested in Scotland than I've ever been, you know, and I think that's maybe the case for a lot of expats. Yeah. I, I don't consider myself an expat because I'm up and down the road all yeah. the time, but I think living here, it's it really made me focus on, I suppose, on what I've, uh, what I've left behind, you know. Uh, it's So I think it's that kind of... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the stories, they're out of my head, but they're... But they're and I've tried to maybe make them a bit more human yeah uh, you, you, you know try to bring that sort of personal element into um and, and you know into these and into these fairly yeah fairly dark little tales you know you know so yeah it feels to me like they're almost in the old scottish ballad tradition in that sense and that they're taking stories that perhaps are more widely known but you make them personal and tell them in your own way I, I I mean I would definitely say that that that's I think that style of um that's maybe that style of getting a story across and you know I'm, I've I've definitely been you know I've, I mean I've certainly been influenced by the likes of the Corries and uh, maybe the way Dick Gawkin will tell a story or something you know I, I mean uh, I mean everyone really I mean I think uh, you know Malinky have got some some brilliant stories and and I, I I've always gravitated towards that side of songwriting I mean you know even with even just the sort of uh even with the country music that I like yeah I mean I, I would gravitate towards you know sort of Jimmy Webb and and uh, you know or you know uh just those yeah Wichita Lion Man I mean all that sort of just these just these pictures you can imagine in your head, you know. So, uh, I think that's that's definitely where I'm coming from. I yeah, because you've you've always had that kind of uh, certainly for me that Americana kind of side to things as well, which, as you say, similarly, I mean, it's folk tradition, isn't it? No matter where it's from. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, like and also, I think that just that love I have for Americana, it's. Um, I mean, as much as I'm interested in American culture, I'm more interested in how Scotland has played a part in that 
you know, and that side of it, and 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 then it, and then obviously those influences come back and once again influence Scotland. But it's those, yeah, it's definitely those roots and sort of connections that sort of run back and forth across the Atlantic. You know, uh, I love that. I just yeah. love those sort of, you know. Uh, it's a very interesting relationship to consider, isn't it? But I think I might be wrong about this, but I think particularly the west coast of Scotland and America, there's that real kind of. Um, connection. I mean, you might think of it as being a completely Scottish thing, but I guess because I live in the West Coast, but you know, yeah. you had the kind of country and Western scene and you had the kind of 1950s rock and roll scene and all of these things have nights in, you know, around the place that people still celebrate that kind of music. Yeah, and you know, like I, I, I say, I mean, the, the connection with the West Coast, I mean, obviously it's it's seaports to seaports. Yeah, you know, you, you know. Right. So, so you know, uh, yeah, no, I mean, without a doubt, it's, yeah, and I think it's also, I mean, uh, yeah, the whole idea of sort of rock and roll coming in with with maybe merchant seamen and maybe military seamen and that sort of stuff, but, but all coming into Glasgow and Liverpool and down that sort of, yeah, yeah. down that side of the, uh, but I mean, uh, I think even, probably from my own, um, my granny was, you know, so we lived in Murrayshire, so... Right. I live with my granny. She, she was, you know, uh, so she was very keen on, uh, you, you know, if, if I, even from uh, our house, on a good day, you could kind of see across, uh, you could sort of see across the Sutherland. And, and so those, those stories about the Highlanders, I mean, and that sort of stuff, I mean, I was just, I was just brought up on that, you know, it's, it's like, and, and, um, you know, so yeah, I love that whole, the whole West, yeah, yeah, the West Coast side. It's it's a, it's a, it's definitely plays a part in my songs. I'm interested to know what you think of the idea that I think that there's more interest in that kind of older history that maybe we weren't taught. Certainly, I wasn't taught at schools and things like that than ever before. You know, you've got um, folk, a younger generation of folk musicians that are looking into it. You've got people looking at. History back beyond, like the Union of the Crowns, going even you know back to the yeah, Queens and, yeah. Queens and things like that. There seems to be a real appetite for it. I know definitely because I just think it's like, I suppose people are looking for uh, maybe like what I am. I mean, I'm looking for, I'm kind of looking to try and make sense of of life at the, at the moment, and I can't I can't quite make sense of the future because it just seems so. You, you know, and the present just seems a really, just a really, you know, you know, for example, it's in this day and age, to me, it seems crazy that we're even talking about nuclear warfare again. I mean, that just, yeah. you know, it's like, what? I mean, that's kind of, that to me, that went out with with the Cold War. I mean, I, I hadn't thought about that sort of stuff for 20 years, you know, it's 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 like, you know, and 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 now it just seems, and so it's. I, I think maybe with the present time being a little bit um, unpredictable and a, a little bit frightening, it's it's it it, it 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 does seem a good time to go back and and look at the past and maybe was it a better time? Is there or but but I think you need to look at the past to understand the present and maybe plan for the future. That's yeah. I think that's really interesting, particularly that idea of planning for the future, because there have been dark, dark times in the past and people have come through it. 
So even yeah. when it seems really bleak, as you know, as you're suggesting it does at the moment, mm-hmm. people have come come through these times. No, without a doubt. I mean, it's it's. I think it's you know the one thing with human beings is uh, we endure, you know, and, and we go on, you know. So yeah. <laughs> so. We've talked about Americana and a little bit of kind of folk music. Folk music. What are the kind of influences, or who are the influences on your music? Um, I mean, probably. I, I think it's. I would have said one of my biggest influences was an album way back in the day. I mean, you maybe remember. I mean, I I, I remember my mum uh, being part of a. These record clubs, it was Britannica or Britannia, but Britannica, I think it might have been. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But and, and uh, every month, she'd get three albums that she'd maybe ordered, and you know, and my mum's taste was always it was a, uh, you know, it, it was Stax and Motown and you know anything you could dance to really. But obviously, one month she'd must have forgotten, and uh, <laughs> to to make an an order, and they send you stuff. Anyway. Uh, with, yeah, so she got sent an album, and it was by a, a now defunct British folk label called Transatlantic. Right. Um, and on it was was the Humble Bums. Uh, there was uh, uh, Bert Yanch, uh, John Renburn. But especially, I was taken by Pentangle. Right. Uh, and I just, even though. I, I mean, I, I don't know how old I would have been, 11, 10, 11, 12, maybe, you know, I, I, it's, I remember just being, I didn't even know what jazz was mm-hmm. and I didn't quite know what the blues was, but it was, I love this, that mix of folk and folk and blues, folk and jazz, folk and country. It was all those kind of, it's, and I think that's, you know that kind of um, that side of it has always interested me. And when I learned to play play the guitar, I had the I, you know I had the sort of ubiquitous uh, hairy lefty history teacher uh, who taught me my first sort of real guitar chords and stuff. And and uh, it was all uh, it was all American folk songs, really. You know, I mean, uh, Camp Town Races, uh, the Bull Weevil. You know, uh, this land is your land. Just these nice, easy three yeah. chord songs. You know, and so, th- so th- th- definitely that that countryside was a, or that American folk was an influence. But then, as I grew up, wanting to learn, you know, as I really got into the guitar, I just, I just kind of wanted to be Jimmy Page. I mean, you oh. know, so Led Zeppelin was my whole thing, you know, and uh, but yet. Even even though I was really into that kind of rock side, uh, Jimmy Page on one hand is is referencing, you know, Bert Yanch and and, and Renburn all the time, you know. So, yeah. so you know, so so that folk uh, and that country element also also in Led Zeppelin, it was all it was always there. So, and uh, I think all my favorite, you know, some of my favorite Rolling Stone songs were mm-hmm. their country songs. So. I think there's always just been in my music. I've just liked. I've just gravitated you know, towards that American side, and and I think also as a young lad, sort of growing up, just uh, before. I mean, before the internet and before we have so many TV channels, it's like 
I, I, I lived for Columbo yeah. and Kojak and you, you know uh, uh, Alias Smith and Jones and just all these this this great American TV that, that was that, that that you were exposed to all the time. So yeah, that's yeah. I think that's sometimes overlooked is that the influence. American television had on generations. That's kind of what was the top stuff. That was your Starsky and Hutch. And, Starsky, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You know. And uh, and it was so different to life in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I oh, know. I mean, it was exciting and glamorous. And I, I mean, I, I'm not saying life in Elgin was not exciting and glamorous, <laughs> but but it had the sunshine and the and yeah. the uh, the the yeah and the cool cars and yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And going back to the album, um, how how was it made? Is it just yourself? I know there's some other people on it as well. Do you produce it, or will you, you know, are other people helping? Yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I do. I think it was a funny one because uh, a couple of years ago, I'd come up, I'd, basically during COVID, uh, I was stuck at home in my little you know little bedroom, little flat in London. Wanting to be anywhere but London, to be honest, and uh, the I couldn't do any recording, couldn't play with the guys I normally played with and stuff, and and, and I ended up just uh, just sort of digging out my fiddle, things I hadn't touched in a long time, and um, the uh, so I had to record at home, you know, because uh, I, I you know I had no other way to do it, I had no people to play with. So I just literally just, you know, I did this little EP. It was called Scale. It was just, once again, it was just these Scottish-Americana connections. Uh, it got a brilliant review in an American, in an Americana uh, sort of online magazine, which led to uh, my label boss giving me a shout and asking, you know, did I have any more of this stuff? Would I be interested in, in, in you know, in working with him on a, on an album, so I just literally record in my bedroom. I've got I don't I don't have a computer to record with. I record with stuff. It's like a I suppose it's like a digital version of one of these old Porter studios. Right. Uh, it's just knobs and sliders and things. And uh, so I, I, and I can't. Uh, there's if I make a mistake, it's it's back to the beginning and, and right. start again. You know. So it's it's quite a it's quite a slow way of recording, but it gives me time to really think about this, you know, think about the songs. And I've always kind of liked, uh, I've always been able to understand stringed instruments. Uh, I, you know, I can't play the piano to save my life. I, I couldn't, you know, I don't understand woodwind, but if it's got a string in it, <coughs> it makes sense to me, you know. So uh, it was just a case of sort of picking up all these instruments I had lying around. You know, uh, I'd never really played my banjo, uh, but but the banjo's tuned the same as my resonator guitar, which is you know like a dobro, which you sort of play in your lap with a steel bar in one hand. Uh, it's the same tuning, so I just thought, well, eh, how hard can it be, you know? And it's just a case of going for it, you know. And uh, it just seemed to work out really well, you know. Uh, and I and what I found was that um, just recording on my own, I had. I had less arguments, you know, with other, you know, with, with, I could just do what I wanted to do, you know, and uh, it, it, it just, it was a process that I, 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 that worked really well for me, and uh, I, I've just 
I've just carried on doing it, you know. So, yeah, I, I, that's really interesting because it, it seems to me that that type of recording almost suits the songs. Going back to the idea of being ballads and and you know playing them almost live. I mean, they sound like songs that are meant to be played live. If you know what I mean. Well, I, I mean, even in the way that we were, I mean, my uh, the, the the so I don't do any of my own mixing. I don't have that facilities. All my all my songs just go. They just get recorded. Everything's completely raw. I mean, it's raw files, uh, so it's just the sound that comes in. There's no compression. There's no reverb. There's nothing, you know. And I just give it uh, to a you know uh, to a chap called Phil Deering, you know, uh, basically to mix it all up. And uh, and and he found it really difficult because because music software, it's especially especially today's stuff, it's designed to squeeze the maximum you know the maximum frequencies the maximum of everything it's just it's trying to make everything sound as as best as it possibly could and i'm asking them and nah that's too polished too polished too polished you know, you know I'm, I'm constantly telling them to take it take that off and so we ended up with with my previous album settler and yeah. this one it's I just wanted the same uh, inverted commas band, yeah. And I wanted them sitting in the same seats. I don't want people getting out of their seats and suddenly, you know, suddenly you're hearing the mandolin from a different side, and everything's recorded with the same reverb. It's the same room. It's, and it was just, you know, um, I, I wanted it to sound as live and as, you know, hand knitted. As possible, you know. It, it's I, I. I just didn't. I wasn't going for, for uh, this big polished sound. It was just like I. I want people to, to feel like they're sitting in front of the band, and these guys are just playing. And there's, and and to the point where, unless it was an absolute howler of a mistake, I just left. I just left any little errors, anything, and maybe there's the odd bit of timing that that, you know. Normally, you would just press that button that says quantize, and it would just bring everything into. But I was just like, no, <laughs> you know, I just want it to be live, you know, or as or as live as we could possibly get it to sound. I think that's a great description. It's almost an intimate album in that way. You say when you put it on, you can almost shut your eyes and imagine that you are in the room with the people that are making the music. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Um, so, what's next for you? Is it just more? Gigging? Have you got? You know, can you even think of a next album? Or are you still with the songs on Dark Harvest? No, I mean, I'm deaf. My head's, oh, you know, it's. I mean, I actually finished. I mean, Dark Harvest was done. It was done and dusted a year ago. So things kind of move slowly. Or when you're when you're with a record label, you're, uh, you know, you have to realize you're. I mean, I know every every musician's self-absorbed and they're and it's all about them but, but i am not the only horse in my records uh label stable uh yeah. you got you gotta wait your turn uh so even though the songs were 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 done i mean literally they were finished a year ago they're um you, you you just gotta wait your turn for it to come round. so your head never stops i mean at the moment i'm um I'm kind of putting. I'm actually been doing a a series of songs 
some of them are mine, but but a lot of them aren't. But there's songs that I'd like to bring to the Americana scene that, and they're all Scottish songs, right? Or by Scottish. Uh, so I'm doing one by Michael Mara, uh, which is someone uh, someone I greatly admire, and and I think it's a and you know it, it's a it's a song called uh, the Beast, which. As far as I know, it's only on a live album, uh, and it's like a, and it's such an extraordinary song. And I, and I think, oh, you know what? I've got something by Dick Gawkin uh, that I'm kind of I'm thinking of them with banjo and fiddle and that whole Appalachian way. So that's that's something whether I might do it as a. As an album, I don't know. I mean, it, but but that's what I'm recording at, at the moment. I'm I'm. It's 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 just these songs that I think, uh, I think an American audience would would really like to hear them. You know, so yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing, Malcolm. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's been a real pleasure. It has been. Thank you very much. Cheers, Alistair. It's been a joy. And this is Malcolm at what? And she told me not to go. I left my woman on dry land My best harpoon was in my hand As I set out for a year at sea To hunt the whale in waters deep She told me not to go She told me not to go Leave the beasts to swim in peace Don't go to sea no more The tide was high at the port of Leith Our hunting ground, the great South Sea The north wind filled our eager sails We seek our fortune and the whale She told me not to go She told me not to go You can be a man with your feet on land Just leave the whale alone She told me not to go Not to go Not to go Not to go But my ears and my eyes And my heart and my When we arrived at the killing grounds The whales were blowing all around Blue water quickly turned to red When all the whales we caught were dead She told me not to go She told me not to go This bloody toil for the sake of oil will damn your very soul.
your bag was in my hand Flying out to the cold North Sea To drill for oil and gasoline She told me not to go She told me not to go Will you not learn? We will crash and burn We don't have long to go And that was Malcolm McWatt and She Told Me Not To Go from the album Dark Harvest. And as you can tell, Malcolm writes great, great songs. I kind of think of his music as gothic folk, but you can decide that for yourself. And thanks again to Malcolm for taking the time to talk to me. This is the Scots Way Show on Cam Glen Radio. And my name is Ali Braidwood. And it's another new release next, but from a band who have been around for a while. This is Autumn 1904 and I heard Catherine sing.
and that was Autumn 1904 and I heard Catherine sing and it's the second single from Autumn 1904's upcoming album Tales of Innocence which is going to be out I think early March with Last Night from Glasgow who are very busy at the moment but then when are they not? Now it's time for our podcast recommendation for this week and it is Trumped the BBC podcast which tells the story of Donald Trump's Aberdeenshire golf resort plan. Here's a bit more about it. The story of Donald Trump's contested plan to create a world-class golf resort in a coastal area of Aberdeenshire is told in a new podcast. Trump is presented by journalist Anthony Baxter, who had made a trilogy of films tracking this story. Now the BBC Sound series will feature new and archive interviews with many of the key players in the story. The documentary maker, who has been investigating it for 15 years, says he is still trying to make sense of how what happened, happened. He said, It's a tale of secret deals, vested interest and political ambition, and it's a story of people who find themselves in an unimaginable situation, but who stand up for what they believe in against remarkable odds. Now, it is an extraordinary story, and Anthony does talk to the main people involved It is unbelievable as well, even though I knew little bits about it and I'd seen Anthony's films, this is a timely reminder of just how odd the situation was and also how many people were willing to embrace Trump's ideas initially. We've had Anthony Baxter on the Scots We Hate podcast a couple of times. He's a fascinating man and a really great filmmaker and now podcast maker as well. It's called Trumped. Presented by Anthony Baxter, you can get it on all your podcast platforms and also on BBC Sounds. And that is a podcast recommendation for this week. Now last week I mentioned Callum Ingram will have a new album out later in the year. While we wait for that, he has collaborated with fellow cellist Michael G. Ronstadt, yes, relation to the legendary Linda, on this new single. This is Callum Ingram and Michael G. Ronstadt and Cup of Eurofame.
is a fantastic song. That is Eve Davidson and Imposter. And Eve's been making and releasing music for a while now, but just keeps getting better and better. And I think Imposter is her best yet. And I'm looking forward to hearing even more, hopefully soon. And before that, you heard Callum Ingram and Michael G. Ronstadt and Cup of Eurofane. We return now to our featured album, which is Heisk's Headstrong. And from it, this is the title track.
And that was Heisk and Headstrong, which is the title track from their new album, which is out now and is their featured album for this week. And Heisk say about themselves, we are a six-piece folk band looking to redefine the traditional music landscape by infusing Scottish roots with contemporary energy and a commitment to gender diversity. United by a resolute mission to amplify the voices of women and gender minorities in the traditional music scene. It's a fabulous album. I hope you've garnered that from the two tracks we have played. And Heisk are Isla Callister on fiddle, Catriona Hawksworth on keys, Lauren MacDonald on drums, Megan MacDonald on accordion, Sally Simpson on fiddle and Becca Skioch on electro harp. And the album also has guest vocals from Josie Duncan and Ada Francis. It's called Headstrong by Heisk and it is our featured album for this week. And now it's time for our pick of the gigs for the week ahead. And first off, it's Quiet Houses who are going to be supported by Courtney at King Tut's Wawa Hut tomorrow night, Monday night, the 26th. Now, I was going to highlight the two nights that the Snuts are playing at Glasgow Barrowlands, but I've just realised they're both sold out, so there is little point, although you can always check to see if there are tickets handed back. I want to say a massive congratulations to the Snuts for getting to this stage. They've come a long way and absolutely deserve selling out the Barras. Two nights, fantastic. But instead, I'm going to highlight Deke McGee Band, and that's at the Voodoo Rooms in Edinburgh on the 1st of March, Friday the 1st of March. On the same night at Webster's Theatre in the West End of Glasgow, this is value for money, The Filthy Tongues, Port Sulphur, Gates of Light and Warren McIntyre will be on stage. Still in Glasgow, Lura will be at King Tut's on Saturday the 2nd. And on the same night at the Glad Cafe, Jack Murning, The Biscuit Factory and The Lonely Oatcake will be playing and that's where I'll be. It's pay what you can, so if you're looking for a great gig on Saturday the 2nd, I highly recommend that. And that's our pick of the gigs for the coming week. And I thought I would whet your appetite for that gig at the Glad Cafe. This is The Lonely Oatcake and an inquiry into the origins of violence. Where I was born It's always winter Yeah, where I was born The sun never shines That darkness worked Its way into my heart And now I am angry Just because I'm alive You watch the world. 
Tapi Bedung Binasi
And that was Catherine Williams and Withered Hand and Weekend. The second single from their forthcoming album, Wilson Williams, which will be out with one little independent records in April. And before that, you heard The Lonely Oatcake and An Inquiry Into the Origins of Violence, which is taken from the album The Oatcake Guide to Natural History. And if you go to the Lonely Oatcake Bandcamp page, you can download it for free. And that's absolutely the bargain of the week. And that's all, folks, for another week. And I hope you found something in the show to investigate further. If you missed any of it or would like to listen again, go to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again or you can head to scottswahey.com. Next on Cam Glen is Paul Puppet and the Spangled Show, but let's you and I meet up next Sunday at 7 and we can do it all over again. Now, a couple of Fridays ago, I was chairing a brilliant book event at the Straven Hotel, a collaboration between Into Books and We Could Send Letters. One of the authors was Katie Laroni, whose memoir Matilda in the Middle will be out with Into Books later in the year, and it's a beautiful book. I've been lucky enough to have read it. But if you think you know the name, it's most likely from Katie playing with indie bands such as The Secret Goldfish and this next band. I'm going to leave you for this week with Fizz Bombs. And this is Sign on the Line. Take care, have a great week, and I'll see you soon. How do you look after your teeth and gums? Brush your teeth um, every every time you wake up and at bedtime. Make sure you get like everywhere around your mouth, even the back of your teeth. If you kind of don't, then you'll have them fall out. If you don't look after your teeth, you'll get black and brown.
To help keep your teeth and gums healthy, visit the dentist regularly. To register with a dentist, simply telephone or visit a practice in your area and ask if you can register with them. You can find a dentist near you using the NHS Inform service directory. Cam Glen Radio, community announcements. Utung Peer is a peer education service offering accredited courses, skills and expertise while learning about the dangers of drugs and alcohol and to get involved in your local community. Courses run across South Lanarkshire. To find out more about courses, call 0141 353 1800 or email uturn at the gca.org.uk or you can also find Uturn on social media. South Lanarkshire Youth, Family and Learning Services are continuing to run their adult literacy and numeracy classes accredited by the SQA. If you feel you need to boost your skills, you can call 01698 452 154 or email slcboost at glow.sch.uk. And finally, do you like bingo and want to get fit? In Body Boost Bingo, the familiar rhyming bingo calls are linked to a movement. For example, number 10 is Let's Twist Again. Players are invited to join in doing the movements along to a fun music score. There are 30 numbers and movements that could be called. First to get a line is a winner. Come along and join the fun. The classes take place in number 18 venue on Farmloan Road every Thursday from 1pm. To book, go to healthyandhappy.org.uk. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Campus Lang, let us know. 